everybody. Welcome back to the Jerry Warren Podcast. This is episode number 12. I'm your host, Nick Police. Uh, today is Thursday, October 8th, 2020. Yes, Thursday. It's because of my work as a sports writer. I am not sure when I will get these podcasts out, but I'm trying to get one out every week for you guys. But today's Thursday. Um, Yesterday, last night, I had a conversation with today's guest, which I'll talk about in a second. But on this podcast, we're going to talk about week four of fantasy football and week five of fantasy football. Week four is in the books. Week five, we're going to preview. It's been a pretty exciting week. Um, I don't want to give any teasers. You'll see after the theme song, I'll say, for fantasy football. But um, one teaser I will give, Andrew is back on top. So, yes, Andrew, the defending champ, is back on top. We'll get all into fantasy football just in a second. But uh, in honor of the NHL draft this week, today's guest is my cousin, husband, now my cousin, Justin Keeper is on the podcast today. He is part of the Fantasy Hockey League. Uh, it's, it, it was just his first season, even though the season's not finished. He was in the semifinals before he got cut short. He was only down three points to the very good Nate Severn's team in those semifinals before the pandemic came in and shut it down. So we're going to get Justin's opinion on that. And Justin also has a proposed new scoring system for the Fantasy Hockey League. So we will get into that as well. And it's weird because this is the fourth straight guest that first name starts with a J. And it, one Jerry, one fact before we get going here is that we have seven. There's been 25 people to ever play Jerry one. Seven of those 25 people start with a J, which is crazy because our league is called Jerry one. And we don't know why it's called Jerry one. It just is. But seven people would start with a J Four in our fantasy football league. Josh Langley, Jaron Johnson, Jeremy Fredberg, Justin Hillwa, Justin Kiefer, Johnny Marino, and Jack DeRue. So that's uh that's three family members and four fantasy football owners right there for you. So yeah, fantasy football week four recap, week five preview, Justin Kiefer on the show, talking fantasy hockey, whenever that season will come back, but we're gonna we're gonna preview it a little bit today. So, episode 12 of the Jerry Podcast starts right now. Come on in a second, but first let's talk about Jerry One Fantasy Football. I can't believe it's week five already. But let's talk about week four, and let's pull up those standings. And the first thing I see on those standings is obviously Andrew is back on top. Like I said, Andrew, the defending champ, is in first place. At the one-third mark of the regular season, eight weeks to go, four weeks in the book. Uh, and, you know, Andrew, it was a rematch of last year's final. Andrew beat Jeremy in week four. He got his or He didn't get his revenge. He kept it the same, I'm trying to say. Andrew beat Jeremy once again in week four like he did in the finals last year. Jeremy won in three. You know, this is interesting. Jeremy was – a really good scoring team, but he did not show up in week four. It was not the best week for Jeremy. Um, someone who did show up once again in week four is Jaron Johnson. Back-to-back 166-point weeks. Joe Mixon, 42 points. Jaron just went off against me. He beat me. And it's kind of weird because Jaron finished first in scoring once again with 166. Flush finished second in scoring, and Andrew finished third in scoring for the second straight week. So that's pretty insane. I don't know if that's ever ever happened. But speaking of Fletch, he finally beat Paul in Jerry One Fantasy Football. Finally beat him. I think people need to start uh, giving this Fletch team a little bit more recognition because George Kittle's back on the Fletch team. You forgot he even had George Kittle. What a game he put up, 39 points. 15 catches, a touchdown, nearly 200 yards. George Kittle, along with Julio, who didn't even have a good week four. Alvin Kamara is looking like the MVP. Um, you know, this is a very good Fletch team. He is first in scoring through the first three, four, thir- through the, through the first third of the regular season. He's first in scoring. Hats off to Fletch. He's sitting that second spot only because he's week two lost to Andrew. 
Andrews won three straight since he lost to me in week one. So those guys are hot. Jaron's back in the mix. He's back to 500. Um, and, of course, some other matchups. Pat beat the undefeated Josh. Josh, you forget he was undefeated going into week four. Because he tied, he, 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 he snuck out a tie in week three against Justin. But in week four, he didn't get so as lucky because um, Pat beat Josh. And um, and Pat is now Pat is now back to 500 on the season. Josh is still two one and one. Him and Justin are in the playoff picture right now. Justin beat Matt surprisingly. It was the first win for Justin in nearly three years against Matt. Matt was last in scoring. Um, Justin and Josh are in the playoff picture right now at two one and one. Uh, you know, these are two interesting teams. They're not the highest scoring teams, Justin and Josh, but when you've got a tie, you've got a chance because these team ties come in. They, it's been a while since we had a tie, but we've seen ties in the past be helpful for that team. And then, of course, like I said, Paul, when he lost to Fletch, Paul's 0-4. It's the first time he's ever been 0-4. Only three teams have ever been 0-5. Uh, that was the infamous 111-2013 Cavalry team and the 3-9 playoff list Jaron Johnson team. They are the only other 0-5s. So we'll see if Paul can avoid that. But like I said, or I didn't say this, <laughs> Paul did have an unlucky week in week four. Second unlucky week this season for Paul. So it's a good team. He's, he's a lot better than what his record shows, that's for sure. But moving on to week five, let's talk about some of these games. I think um, – Right away, game I'm looking at right now is Jaron versus Fletch, the two top teams these last two weeks. Jaron's been hot, but a loss this week can fall under. He can, it can make him fall under 500. So like Jaron's done so much these last two weeks to get back in the mix, but a loss this week could fall Jaron under 500. Fletch, he's looking to keep it rolling. That would be his third straight win if he could beat Jaron this week, and I think it would be and it would be surprisingly, surprisingly. It'd be the third four and one start for this Fletch team in four seasons in this league. Uh, so, and this is a Fletch team that hasn't made the playoffs since 2017, his first year in the league. So, big statement game here for both of these guys, Jaron and Fletch. They they're both looking for a big big win here. Another game, old rivals, Paul versus Andrew. Andrew number one seed, Paul owns four. Paul looking for that first win. Paul owns Andrew. You know, Andrew won the last meeting against these two in Jerry won fantasy football. Paul owns Andrew in fantasy football. But this is the first time Paul's ever played Andrew as a champion, so we will see what happens there. Matt versus Josh. Matt needs a win bad. Both of these guys, Matt and Josh, are both 2-0 and all to start the season. They haven't won. Neither one have found a win the last two weeks. Matt still wants to prove that he's part of the league, but it would be something if Matt lost this week and fall to 2-3. and three. Matt is battling with some injuries. Josh, though, 2-1-1, one, one, looking for a big, big key win here. Andrew, or I want, I see Andrew Block. That's Jeremy's team. That gives me fooled sometimes. But Jeremy versus Pat here in week five. Um, Pat trying to get over 500. Jeremy trying to find a win. If, we, if he loses this week, he's going to lose three in a row. You can't really do that in this fantasy football league. But uh, I, I don't know who I like here. These are two teams that lost first-round running backs. Pat lost Saquon Barkley for the year. Jeremy lost Christian McCaffrey for a few more weeks. We will see when he comes back. But both these guys are looking for a win. And then, of course, there's me versus Justin. Old six-man league rivals when we used to play three times a year. Me and Justin. I need a win. Justin needs a win. We're the two longest playoff routes in this league. I haven't made it since 2014. Justin hasn't made it since 2016. And that's your week five matchups. And that's recapping week four, week five. So, you know, one thing, a couple, three points I'll make in this league. Uh, I'll say Andrew's bat. Andrew's the favorite. I did make Fletch the favorite on my, uh, odds, but I think with Andrew with being the defending champ, you gotta look at him as a favorite. Fletch is the real deal. I think Fletch is the real deal. I think it's right now it's Andrew and Fletch's league. Not saying a guy like Jaron, a guy like Matt, even Jeremy can make a push in this league. But right now, Fletch is the real deal. Andrew's the real deal. They're the two, they're the two favorites right now in this league. 
And then I think the other point to make across is how will Justin and Josh do these next four weeks? Yes, these are the middle weeks of the regular season. They're both 2-1-1. One, one. They've been kind of lucky a little bit this year. We'll see how they do these next four weeks because these are huge four weeks. Because I look at it as the first four weeks are the start of the season. The next four weeks are your – got to make a move. And then the last four weeks is the playoff clinching weeks. We will see what Josh and Justin do here in these next four weeks, week five to week eight. Two, one, and one, both of them guys after their week three tie. It's interesting. It's interesting. Because neither one, and Josh hasn't made the playoffs since 2017 when he won it all, and Justin hasn't made it since 2016 when it was eight man league. So, now I haven't made it since 2014 when it was the first year of eight man league. So, that's fantasy football. I had talked about a conversation with Justin Kiefer about fantasy hockey and everything that's going on there, the state of fantasy hockey. Uh, like I said, today's Thursday, October 8th, 2020. Last night, I had my conversation with Justin Kiefer. And here is that conversation with Justin from last night. Enjoy. Today's guest on the Jerry One podcast. He is older than me, but he is a Jerry One baby. Uh, he just played his, well, he just played in his first season of Jerry One Fantasy Sports and Jerry One Fantasy Hockey, but that season's not finished. We will see if he can get a finished season here along the way, whenever the next season of Fantasy Hockey will start, but Today's guest is the 2019-2020 Jerry One Fantasy Hockey playoff team, Justin Kiefer. My, he married my cousin. So does that make me, make you my cousin? Justin, how's it going? Good, Nick. How are you doing? Yes, it does make us cousins. I, uh, I say that all the time that one of my cousins married in is a sports writer in the central New York area. So I, I brag about you a decent amount and I say you are my cousin. There we go. And, um, yes, yeah, so if you, if you are a Jerry One fan, Kyle Murphy joined our fantasy basketball league this year. So he is the brother of the sister that married Justin. So there's the connection if you wanted to know. The true, the true sports, uh, sports nerd. I would love to have a good conversation with you and Kyle just about sports in general, a little, uh, around the horn situation. Absolutely. And, uh, so where are you coming from right now, Justin? I'm currently living in Pennsylvania, Hummelstown area, which is just outside of uh, Hershey, just a small little town. Um, and I'm actually talking from my lovely uh, 19, early 1900s basement, uh, concrete floors and basement with rats and more mice and then bugs in right now because of my family's asleep at 1030 at night. And uh, this house is very thin walls, thin floors, so they probably still can hear me in the, all the way down the basement. So. But uh, yeah, Hershey Park area. So from you where you are in Seneca Falls, about four, four and a half hours at the at the most uh, straight south. Very nice. So let's, before we talk about this proposed new scoring system that you've come across to me, uh, let's talk about your team last year. You were ten and nine. You were the four seed. Uh, you beat our our cousin Jack Derue, who was under five hundred. Um, you beat them in the playing game of the playoffs that did finish, that did finish before the pandemic. You beat them by one point that game. And then you played my college friend Nate Severance in the semifinals, which Nate had won 10 in a row. He was 17 and two, the best team in the league. And there was only four days left in that two week matchup in the semifinals. And you were only down three points to Nate in that matchup, which I talked to Nate early, in one of the early episodes of the podcast, and he was definitely nervous for your team um, making a push at beating him in that semifinals. But, uh, Justin, what are your thoughts on that first on your first season in Jerry One Fantasy Hockey and your thoughts on that season? So I was uh, pretty excited to get get invited into it. Uh, as you and I had talked about off the fantasy world and everything, I hadn't been done fantasy hockey and close to 10 years. I used to do it very consistently through high, high school and, and college with buddies. And uh, just do, I used to do the, uh, the Yahoo public leagues because hockey is my first true love until my first true love came into life. And, uh, you know, so I, I was always very deep dive into it, played it for longer than I ever have even played lacrosse. And that's what I do as a job. Uh, so it was really exciting to kind of get back into it. Did have a little bit of learning curve just because 
there's so many guys that weren't in the league anymore that I was used to having to find into who's now who's the real number fourth pick. You know, I, I was bragging about when I was still in it. Brodora was still a top goalie. Apple yeah. Datsuk was one of the top top five picks every year. So you really got to have to kind of do a little bit extra extracurricular work. But a lot of my picks were uh, guys I really trusted from the years before. So that was really exciting. And it was just – it was good to get into it. You know, I, I – as a job, I do a lot of watching lacrosse. And I try to watch my Capitals when I can. And when I got a chance to do this again, I really kind of watched more hockey again. And it, it is something I really love to watch a lot already. So it was really kind of – Kind of nice and refreshing, and I actually got a chance to have my son watch some games with me at home, and took him to a, an AHL game, the Hershey Bears here, and uh, so it was kind of really nice to get back into the refreshing life of, of being able to be around hockey a lot more. So I was really excited about that, and uh, no, it was good because at least the first year in, guys into this league are actually into it. Um, you know, you try to get any any sports, any fantasy sports, you might get some guys that uh, you know, you get ten guys, maybe two people don't even set their lineups, and they have. IR guys spread throughout. They're not putting them on the IR. They're not switching guys around. They just become more bye weeks than anything. And then they, or they become a surprise. They beat you because something just happens freak wise. Um, so that was really cool. And it was really nice because it's a league that, you know, the guys are competitive and want to do it. And without having to really be forced into doing it by having to pay for it or anything like that, because that's something I can't do. Um, so it was nice to kind of be able to do that with guys who just truly like, um, in a sense, and like it, like to do fantasy sports just because they want to be competitive, and I'm competitive, so it's kind of nice. And uh, it was a little more eye-opening with some of the uh, the abilities to draft some certain guys because I think because of my background in hockey and knowledge there was a little bit different. So I think uh, I brought brought a lot more experience in that aspect and was kind of a, kind of able to take advantage of that. But uh, it was a really good year, and you know um, that at, that playoff I'm a little salty about. Um, uh, you know, not saying about up to that, those first uh, week and a day or so into it, but, um, you know, I think that was mine to win. Um, I'm, I'm a little salty that quote, I, I end up fourth in the league. I don't think I was a fourth guy. I think I was actually more of a two, if anything. So um, I do take that pretty salty in, in the, yeah. into that aspect of it. And uh, I'm, I'm not mistaken, I, and I didn't look at the records before, yeah, Nate was at uh, ten in a row, but I think the last time he lost was to me. So uh, I think uh, I had a little bit of bragging rights, and I think he had definitely had a reason to be afraid, and I was not afraid. Yeah, so. yeah, you were looking at the two people that beat Nate in that regular season. He had a great year, and there's a lot, there's a lot of people that are salty that uh, season. I'm one of them because I was up thirty points in another semifinal. I had Paul beat. I had never beat Paul in the playoffs. I was that close to doing it. I don't know what I would have done in the finals, but because you or Nate would have been a tough matchup for me. But like you said, it's you know I love being competitive, and uh, and so we have four fantasy leagues: basketball, football, baseball, and hockey. Hockey, obviously is the one that's like, it's it's the bottom feeder league right now. You know, really, I won't even say me, but really it's just you, Nate, and Paul are the only like really hockey-minded people in the league. The rest of them are just a couple of my college friends or my brother who are just filling up spots or Jack. Jack just doing it for the love of it. But, uh, you know, we're going to talk about in a second how to improve this league. But let's continue to talk about your team. You're a big Washington Capitals fan. Um, you had Ovechkin, you had Oshie, Austin Matthews was your top player with 228 points. Patrick Kane did a good job. Tuka Rask, 52 points for a goal is really good. Um, just talk a little bit about your team overall, player-wise. So uh, that's where I think my uh, my my long-time background, and like, like you said, when it came to the hockey, I'm pretty sure I'm the only person in the league that's ever even played hockey. Uh, I grew up playing hockey from a child through college and through adulthood. And so I think I'm the only ones that ever even put skates on and actually played. Um, so uh, my, my big background was uh, I just, I just knew guys from years of watching and playing and doing this, this league in general. Um, I may have been a quote fourth, fourth guy, but I would tell you right now, I, I think I actually had the better team uh, compared to anybody else in the league. I have a hall of fame roster uh, this is where my deep dive went, and I had uh, – Go ahead. I had uh, – out of my whole roster, I had 
19 guys. I had 19 Stanley Cup winners on my team, uh, which included multiple guys. He had two guys that won the Vienzas uh, with uh, Holpe and Rask, which also included the Jennings, which is the least amount of goals scored in a season with both of them as well. I had a Masterson winner in Kessel, two, all, our, you know, two Ross winners in Ovi and Kane. Uh, I had a nine-time Rocket Richard winner in, in Ovi. Uh, Ted Lindsay awards, uh, you know, Ovechkin had a three times, Kane had a once. That's the MVP for the whole NHLPA. They, the players only select on that. Um, again, Hart was a Ovi and Kane. That's the league MVP. Ovi's won it three times. Um, I was surprised by this. I, I had five Calder winners, which is the top rookie the, when they're in their seasons, which is Kane, Ovi, Landis Cog, um, Matthews, uh, and, uh, Ekblad, that was that was the surprise one there, um, and then uh, a couple Con Smythe winners in Ovi, Taze, and Kane, uh, and then you get back down to like the Norris winner and went in with Doty or Dowdy, however you want to say it. There are two Selkie winners and the Lady Bing winner. Um, my my, the, honestly, the list goes on and on, but you're talking about guys who have uh, multiple multiple Stanley Cup wins. I mean, the Caps I had I think it was uh, six guys. Just in that one year that they won it, that had was just on that team by itself. Uh, Dustin Brown, Dowdy, and Kobitar, each of them have two uh, Stanley Cups in their names. Then you're looking at Taze and Kane, each have three. Um, two Grask had one, and Phil Kessel had two when he was playing with Pittsburgh. So when I was getting excited about the idea of getting into that playoffs, it's like I got guys, I'm not worried because I have guys that have won and have scored lots and lots and lots of points and um so i was feeling pretty good um but that's the thing i had a bunch of old heads you know one of my youngest guys with uh, austin Matthews. matthews i mean he was uh he was one of the top scorers this year he was actually in, in technicality tied for third not really tied for third but in third in uh goal scoring behind pasternak and ovi who both tied for the richard this year and um so it kind of shows that but most of my guys were I mean, Kane and Taze are my age. Um, so Ovi's got a couple of years on me, same with some of the other guys, but a lot of those guys have, they're older. So you're looking at a Taze who's kind of knocking down in the second and third line. And, uh, and when I was starting to get through it, I was surprised when I was picking up Backstrom and Oshi and guys were picking up more of the Leon Drysidles and, and the names like that and the McKinnons. And I, I wasn't so much worried about getting those guys. And that's why I was kind of laughing like, Last time I was doing these drafts, you know, I, I was picking up who's going to get who's going to get Datsuk and who's going to get Ovechkin and Crosby, and the fact that I was able to get Ovechkin and, and Matthews and Backstrom, and so it was pretty surprising to me. Um, but I was pretty uh, pretty excited right there. Uh, I, I really wanted to make sure I handcuffed the uh, the Caps goalies because I knew that Holpe was a consistent goalie. Samsonov was going to be a consistent rookie, but he had a chance of being a Calder winner this year. Um, and it showed that he, he, the times that he got in there, that he was actually going to get some good wins. Hope he may not have the year that he had, but in, in past, and especially when he won the, when he had won the, the year, the Stanley Cup, but he was going to be a good goalie. Um, the Caps were not as good on defensively this year in terms of, uh, total goals allowed, except for Carlson, who should have been the Norris winner this year, but that's a whole other story off to another day. And, uh, it was, it was exciting. Um, but no, I say if anything, you know, there, you could always give the the Yahoos and the the any and the the ESPN gra draft grades, and some guys might look at mine as like a BC because I had some older guys. But yeah. Hall of Fame number one, I think, if over anybody, you know, some guys had maybe a, a Crosby and a Carlson on their teams. But when you have a team that just guys win Stanley Cups, they know how to produce points. So I was uh, pretty excited about that year. And like I said, I had a couple guys that were. A little bit lower in the depth than we the Matthew Shane, and um, I think that he was able to really kind of produce in that. He's a older guy, but he's getting some points. I mean, even when you're looking at a, a Dustin Brown, I mean, Dustin Brown is not producing as many points anymore that he used to, but he's going to get you. He's going to get you some penalty minutes. He's probably going to get a chance on the first or second line for the power play points, and uh, so I think that's pretty exciting to get those type of guys. And I was kind of one of those like. Is this really happening? Am I really able to get this guy and this guy and this guy? When normally I, in my older times, those guys were already be gone, and I'd have to pick up some uh, some other guys. Even you probably have no no idea about. Yeah, well, that's 
that's some amazing research that you brought in before this podcast. I really appreciate it. I love anybody who looks up research and stuff like that. But um, just to wrap up your first season, Lee, was there something – I know you said it was about 10 years since the last time you played any type of fantasy hockey. Anything that you learned from this year? Um, learned from this year um, – that I just like any sport, it's all it's all changing. Every, everything's is about the entertainment. And entertainment for sports is scoring points, and uh, that was the when you and I initially had a conversation. I'm like, wait, this is how you're doing the, the scoring? Is this? It's all about goals and assists, and I was kind of that's never been what I was ever used to. Uh, and as a as a hockey guy, I'm used to kind of yeah, goals and assists are good, but just not as just as good as penalty minutes, just as good as block shots, and as someone who played the game and, and lives kind of a life his life by some of the blue collar stuff, I was not I was kind of taken back by that. But that is kind of the new thing these days. That's the new the new part of it. And then uh, actually something big I did this year compared to that I've never had the opportunity before was uh, do a lot of podcasts with sports in general. So having to kind of listen to some hockey ones and I would get actually a lot of my background uh, ideas like the Ekblad and the, the Yandels and stuff like that. I, I'd kind of pick up those guys or get an idea or flag, flag some guys and saying, Hey, let's keep an eye on this guy the next few days and see how he kind of heats up or cools off. Um, and, and looking at that in my player pools. Um, so that was kind of a big thing for me and keeping an eye on that instead of just kind of relying on, points and looking at that or just trying to have to watch games. I can actually listen to some of that, uh, that stuff my my drive home and drive to work and everything. So it was kind of nice getting some information like that. And I would listen, excuse me, a lot of it with, uh, with you know, like Spitting Chicklets and, and other podcasts that actually have pro hockey players and know what they're kind of talking about and not so much just news guys and not so much just any, anybody off the street guys that actually are in the midst of it and know kind of what's going on in the locker rooms, kind of have the have their, their finger on the pulse, so you would say. So nice. Um, so let's move on to 2021. I'm not sure if it's a 2020-2021 hockey season because we don't know when it's coming back. It could be a 2021 season. But uh, you've come up with a proposed new scoring system, <laughs> which you've somewhat already mentioned. But uh. To make this league better, these are my ideas, and then we'll get to you. And um, I think, obviously, first off the bat, it should be an entry fee to this league. I don't even care if it's ten bucks, winner take all. You know, something something to put a little bit on the table. You know, something to make the league more spice up. Um, and obviously, I don't know how this will go, but I would like to expand to ten teams. That was another one that I wanted to do. Uh, we were six teams for two years, and then you and Jack came in this year and made it 18. And I like that it got a little bit bigger, but I would I would prefer 10 or 12 teams. But we we'll just got to find some interest around the Jerry One world. But uh, but your proposed scoring system, I'll say it, and then I'll get, and then you'll uh, talk about it. But uh, instead of having scoring, you would propose to have head to head categories. Whoever at 13 categories and whoever wins the most categories for the week um, will win the week. So your records will still stay one and all, one and one, two and one, stuff like that. But we were playing for categories, and these are the 13 <coughs> categories that you have dis- uh, you have proposed: goals, assists, plus minus, plus minus, uh, p- uh, power play points, shots on goal, um, takeaways, block shots. Penalty minutes, hits, uh, and then four goalie uh, categories, uh, goals allowed, save percentage, wins, and shutouts, which would be very interesting. And, um, Justin, what are your thoughts on proposing this to the league? So, my, you know, my first thing, uh, the whole, uh, entry fees, that's the only thing I would have to be a big bugaboo about because I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be allowed to do it. Uh, just because of my of my job, but um, that would be so that would be the only thing that I would have to have to stray away for. But uh, when it comes to the categories, it's actually um, not the winner of the week, so it's not a one zero situation. Um, it actually be if there's thirteen categories, you have a chance of getting thirteen points. So it would actually be if you 
you know, if you get seven and I get six, then you would actually have a record of seven and six for the week. And then I would have a, I would have a record of six and seven on the week. So you actually, the more categories you win, that adds to your, adds to your points on the week, but then you also the ones you lose add to your losses. So it's, um, and then anything you tie in. So if you both get, a, if you both happen to stop at eight power play points for the week, then that's a tie for the week. So you actually add that and that's your whole record. So it's win, loss, and tie. Um, so and that's saying, kind of actually. It, so, you're, uh, so you're saying to have, uh, your record is how many categories you win throughout the year. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Cause I knew, I knew there was that way and then there's also the other way, but all right. Yeah. Continue. So, so that was, that's the way that I have actually, I've always played. That's the only way have I have ever even didn't even know you could do a way of scoring with points, kind of like what a fantasy football would be. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, I've, I've always liked that. And, and for me, it's, uh, when I got into it, I actually started fantasy hockey because there was a, we started a hockey club when I was a freshman in high school. And these people were just, they're hockey fans. And so what's a great way to do it? Adding all the ho- hockey stats that people would get into and, and whatnot. And, you know, that's where you can kind of look into the depth of guys. And I think this, the adding that sort of, uh, that sort of scoring mechanics, that sort of scoring way would actually really allow for teams and people to be kind of the hockey nerds. You know, it's not just about getting points. I think once you have a, a way of like knowing, like, all right, this guy is always going to score this many goals, assists, and that's it, then you know, it's it, you kind of go down one road. But if you're saying like, I know this guy may not be the greatest score in the world, but he gets a ton of penalty minutes and he gets a ton of block shots. That's two categories compared to the two. The, you know, if someone gets a lot of goals and assists, but over here this guy's getting points, uh, penalty minutes, and block shots. It's the same thing. It's two and two. So it actually kind of sets it apart. Um, so I've always kind of liked that and kind of gets guys to be a little bit more, uh, it's a little bit more fans. You know, you get a guys that, that know about that. Hey, this guy may not be much of a, a scorer, but he's on the second liner. He's, uh, he's on the, the penalty kill. He's getting blocked shots like that. And guys learn that that's why they're on the, the PK, that they're able to block shots. They're able to get that, that sort of situations and, um, Learn a little bit more about the game, learn a little bit more about the, the history and, the, and the, the culture behind it. And I think that some of those are really big. I mean, and as, as someone who's a proponent for, uh, for fighting and, and, and hockey, you know, penalty minutes matter. So when you get to the, the idea of, and when, and when it comes to that scoring, my only other, I guess my second part of it is not to have, quote, um, you know, all those like six, I think it was six forwards. You know, instead of it, you do two centers, two two right wings, two left wings, and then you actually have two utility guys and then four D guys. So the utility guys, that might be your, you know that this third liner is going to play on one night and he might get six penalty minutes or he might get a fighting major and then you get five minutes on that. So a guy like Tom Wilson, his stock goes up drastically because he has the ability to not get, you know, not just get a goal or assist, but he, we also get some penalty minutes. So he's going to be a nice Gordie Howe hat trick for you. Um, and those, a Gordie Howe hat trick is, is sacred in the sport of hockey. Yeah. So when you have guys that can do that sort of thing, it's, it means a little bit more. Um, and then also when you go into those 13, you have that automatic. All it takes is one thing to set you apart. So if you have, yeah, you might have some good goalies, but you might have, one guy might get a ton of wins. Like, oh, he's got five, six wins in the week, but I might get one shutout and he gets none, and that gives me a point. So it kind of can can uh, make the, you know, you might be blowing me out in the week a few things, but I might steal a couple away from you. So it's kind of nice. And the takeaways, you have to be looking at your Selkie winners, those guys that might be more defensive forwards. And that's where a guy like Pavel Datsu, he might have not gotten many hits. He might, he might have a, a pretty decent plus minus, but he would have a ton of takeaways. So that's a guy back in the day, who, you know, first down Hall of Famer that sets him apart from some other players out there. Um, so you're kind of, you know, rewarding the defensive awards, not just the all the offensive awards. Because block shots, and you know, that's the stuff in the locker room that sets that it really gets a lot of attention for in in the sport of hockey. Um, and be able to get some takeaways like that, that's pretty that's pretty big. Um, you know, a guy like, you know, a guy like Joe Sackick and a guy like um, Jonathan Taze, like those guys are. Hall of Famers, they were good for points, but they're Selkie winners. And so those guys, you know, got some defensive stats and they should be rewarded for those type of things. 
Um, so it's a it's a big one. It's and uh, shots on goal that sometimes can be a little bit here or there, and that's where like a guy like Ovechkin, like he's like a, he has a thousand shots, and it's so you know you're gonna get that. In. But sometimes when you get a faceoff win, so when you're putting guys at center, you know, hey, this guy might get something like that, but you might put someone at utilities who may not get a lot of a lot of goals, but a guy like T.J. Oshie, he's gonna get you faceoff wins. You know, back in the day, a Brooks like who was a third liner for for the you know for the Capitals and bumping out once on, sometimes on the second line, he gets you a ton of a ton of faceoff wins. And uh, so sometimes you can plug him in there when you know he's going to get a good night. Um, it would be really helpful. So, uh, but yeah, I, I'm really into the idea of trying to do those categories because I think it kind of evens everything out. Because you might get a team where somehow someone gets a a posture knock and lead and dry sidle on the same team, and you might get a ton of points, and that guy just runs away with the league from the get-go, and you kind of get lost in the mix, whereas a guy who might be in the bottom, you know, he actually can give him a chance because he's got some guys who block shots and get penalty minutes and actually has some decent goalies, and those can actually win them games where um, it helps out a little bit, and it kind of evens everything out. Just because also when you get a goal, goal allowed, it's it's tough, you know. Your your goal allowed, it can immediately drops you down from a five point shutout down to just well, I think it was two points for a win. So uh, it really sets sets it sets the, the the range there a little bit. So yeah, I'm I'm all for it. I like what you're saying. Uh, I definitely I think if you did if we did that, it would make it would make hockey unique too. Because all my other leagues are just all scoring everything, and then it's like fantasy hockey. You know, this is the category league. You know, and uh, I'm I'm willing to try it. I definitely am. I one thing I forgot to mention that you mentioned was uh, I definitely want to add like positions instead of just like what is it seven forwards and stuff. Yeah, because say if you do this categories thing and you decide to pick up like you play six centers and you're going to get a ton of faceoff. Because sometimes what might happen is if they get, if a guy gets down there and then you, the ref pulls him off, then you might get a wing guy that actually might get a might get a faceoff win or two in a game that might and that might change things. Um, especially if you get some of these guys that are listed as a center left wing, you can actually you know work it a little bit. Some guys are listed as a uh, right and left wing, so you might get a little bit of balance there for that that whole aspect there. Um, so I think that's a, a pretty like I said, that's again, that's just the way I've I had always played for years and years. So when I got into the uh, the Jerry one and it was all about the entertainment, all about the scoring, all about the points, that was yeah. kind of threw me off a little bit. It was it was more of a, and I didn't realize that when I was drafting. So I was looking at guys, like I said, I was used to picking up guys that are. That's why I was maybe a little confused, like, man, how am I getting this guy? I think everyone was really heavy on like, oh, I think this guy's going to be putting up 80 points this year, you know, 90 points. When I'm looking at guys who are or known, pretty known to kind of be a meat and potato guy, like a, like a TJ Oshie and, and, a, and a Jonathan Taze. They're known to be meat and potatoes. They kind of, they'll do everything. So um, that's why I, I'm kind of, I've kind of, I kind of like that, that sort of, uh, that thought of it. And you did pretty well in the scoring system the first year. Do you think if we went to this, this format, you think you would do better? Um. Uh, I will once again say that I think that I have a Hall of Fame. If I were to take this exact team and we play again, I would have a Hall of Fame team. Uh, I'd have to look a little bit more at the uh, if we had hits, penalty minutes, and um, block shots because I think that the block shots aspect and, and, and some of the takeaways, I think I would actually pretty be a good set away from it. Like a, like I said, a Jonathan Taze and a TJ Yoshi, those guys, those guys make plays defensively that, that don't get seen very often. Because um, you can get a guy that may be on the the PK, and that's the same guy that might get that shorthanded goal. So you're only maybe re- rewarding for the scoring part of it. Well, all he might have been the guy that blocked the shot, got the takeaway, and took it down for the breakaway and scored. And that person might get three points in a sense um, for your for your team. And that he should be rewarded for those defensive efforts, not just necessarily the scoring effort. Or uh, if he doesn't get the hockey assist, at least then. If he got at least got the block shot that led to a you know a guy passing up another pass up and a goal, why not? You know I think that's have being able to get those those types of points are are pretty necessary. And like a, a Dustin Brown's another one. He's not getting as much of uh, an offensive production as he would probably seven years ago, but he's a guy that's playing that second third line. He's getting some power play and PK time. And a Doty, he can get you some block shots on on a PK time as well. 
but he's also going to be a scrapper and he might get you some more penalty minute time. So he, you know, I think being able to get guys that are, that bring a little bit more to the table that are not just the puck in the back of the net and getting one of the, one of the two assists, then I think it kind of brings a little bit of edge to it. And like I said, I think, uh, I think I think Nate's team ran away a little bit when it came to the the scoring aspect of it. Even though yes, I did I did a couple guys and that did as well. But I think if you uh, compared our our defensive efforts, I think there might be a little bit more of a closer niche than you'll see. Yeah. And that might have also, like I said, that that might even out the whole scoring from the top guy to the bottom guy. You know, it, it could it may not be a 17 and two first place guy and a two and 17. It may be more of a nine and eight through the whole the whole the whole league. Big things are changing with this league, and, it, and we are definitely gonna. I don't know how, how much is gonna change, but we will find out whenever we find out when the season starts. But Justin, every guest that comes on my show plays my game. It is called "How Well Do You Know Your Jerry One Fantasy Sports Teams?" For you, though. It is how well do you know your one team? <laughs> and so it's five questions. All right. Uh, it goes from really easy to harder. It's first question is worth 10 points, then 20 points, and 30 points, 40 points, 50 points. The most points you can win is 150 points. The top score right now is 120 points. To crack the top five, you need to get 95. Ten other guests have already played this game. They, they've set the bar high. Are you ready to play? So my, my question is, do I, if I have to write down, like if, if it's a question, I might not have to write something down. Do I get it? Do I, is there a timer on this or do I have to answer immediately? There is no timer. Okay. And you, you, I don't think you need to write anything down, but we will see. Okay. All right. So like I said, it's very easy first question. Do not overthink the first question. It's just don't overthink it. Here we go. 10 points for 10 points. Have you ever made a fantasy hockey playoffs? Yes or no? Yes. That is correct. And you are up to 10 points. You're on the board. Here we go. <laughs> 20 For 20 points, how many wins, regular season and playoffs, did you have in year one? 10. Regular season and playoffs, final answer? Yes. That is incorrect. You were ten and nine, and you beat Jack in the playoffs, which oh. was eleven. See, oh. I, I I just I I just looked at our league too, and I saw ten on on the thing, and I and I wouldn't mind sharing my screen if I had to prove it a little bit. I saw all I saw was ten. Yeah, I, I, I they they do that, but they just didn't have oh. one playoff game. Yep, you were ten and nine, and you beat Jack in the one round that actually completed. It's all right. Don't worry about it. Here we go. For 30 points, there was one owner and the seven owners in that fantasy hockey league that you did not beat. Who is that one owner? One owner that did not beat of all the people. I'm going to say that's Paul. Final answer. Yeah. It's either Paul or it's going to be you probably. What is your final answer? Paul. That's the saying. I say it's Paul, but probably, you're probably going to say it to you. That's why you got the big grin on your face. That is incorrect. It is me. Right. <laughs> you were always two versus me. You beat every other owner in the league. All right. So it's a rough start right now. We're at 10 points, but you can still get 100 points out of this game. Let's go for 40 points. You scored your least amount of points you scored in year one was seventy five points. Who did you do that against? You lost this game seventy five points. It's a tough one. Forty pointer. Seventy five point lost. You know I can cheat right now and try to pull it up on my computer as we do this, but I'm gonna say it was against you. We'll just we'll, just, we'll stick with it. It's probably against you. I'm gonna help you out here. It wasn't right. me. That is incorrect. It wasn't me, but I can give you partial credit. It was one of your family members. I lost to Jack. That is correct. Since it was your second guess, I'll give you 20 points, half the score. You're up to 30 it. points. 
You can't crack the top five, but here we go for the 50-point question. What was your longest winning streak in year one? Winning streak? Um, I'll go with three. I think it was three at one point. Not not two. Uh, wasn't, I don't think at the beginning. I think it was more of like kind of like that, the middle part of it. But, yeah, I'll say three. Final answer? Yes. Would two be your second guess? Yes. Okay. <laughs> three is incorrect. All right. Two is correct. I I will give you parse I will give you partial credit again. Twenty five <laughs> points. <laughs> um that puts you up to fifty five points. Hey, it's all right. It is all right. Yep, your your longest winning streak was two. You did it twice, week seven to week eight, and week ten to week eleven. You finished with 55 points in this game, but it's late at night. You just put the kids to sleep, including the wife. I will give you a break. You did a good job of playing. All I gotta say, all I gotta say is that how many of those people that did the same, the same thing, a had yes, had to put their kids to bed, but also could tell could tell you how many people on their fantasy roster without even having to look at it have won a Stanley Cup. No one could do that. But. I could, uh, I, yeah, without without having to look at any sort of thing, if they had to look just look at their roster and say who is who's won a Stanley Cup and star them down. Yes, no one. I I I cannot do it. Bonus bonus points go to anybody that can say at least they've won a major award. Doesn't say exactly one, but who's won a major award? All right. <laughs> that's that. Yeah, that's that's the part I know I can. That's that's my type of uh, you know, trivia. <laughs> All right, my games are over. Before I get you out of here on this podcast, only been one year for you, but what would it mean to win a championship in Jerry One? Well, uh, I think it actually be pretty awesome. Uh, it's what's like I say. One of the things I liked about when I got into the league and doing stuff with it was that how uh, guys are competitive, but it's also, uh, as you saw, I like to I like to kind of I like to. I like to chirp a little bit. I like to get on guys. I think it's fun whether I'm losing or not. And, you know, especially with the, uh, with now with having like group meetings and stuff like that and just being able to text each other, that part's a lot of fun. So I think it's good that guys are, are into it and they, they like to do that. And, uh, you know, it was the same with doing it when I was in high school and with buddies and everything. If you've if you got friends that you know and you can do it with them, it just makes it fun because then you can kind of, as it is with you and me and Jack, like we can talk, we can talk a little bit because we'll see each other at Christmas and things like that, and it's yeah. it's fun. Um, so I think that makes it a little bit a little more fun. And then uh, it would be nice, because especially with most of my team being Capitals, to kind of set the tone a little bit. Um, you know, Paul's out there chirping about his uh, his Tampa Bay Lightning have won the uh, the the faux Stanley Cup this year, um, and so being able to bring Bring yet another championship with a lot of Capitals players on, on my squad. It'd be feel feel pretty good. Um, but it, I think it's it's it'd be pretty fun. You know, like you said, I really enjoyed the way that you you handle everything in terms of the uh, the pre and post uh, week bios and previews and the breakdowns and all that. And it makes it a lot more fun, especially like you said if you can chirp a little bit. If you could somehow, uh, if you did expand the league and you were able to drag Kyle and Johnny into this, it would make it a family affair, and I think it would be kind of fun. But I doubt you could ever get Kyle into it. He uh, does not like hockey, so I think that would never happen. Um, but I think yeah, being able to make it a little bit of a family affair makes it a lot of fun, so it makes it a little bit more sweeter when you get some good wins. You never know. I mean, my, my one friend Josh is in our league, and he knows absolutely nothing about hockey. So you never know who's next to join the league, but uh, uh I'm, I don't know. I've had some dinner t- dinner table conversations. I doubt you're gonna get Kyle Murphy into this league. <laughs> <laughs> we will find out. Uh, that's the one thing I do like about you. You are a chirper. That's what we need. We need. It makes it, like I said, it makes it fun. Um, and like I said, that was uh, especially with all of us being. Not you know not so much from the COVID, but the fact is that I live in Pennsylvania, and ninety percent of you live in New York. So it uh, it's my only way of really communicating. So if I can get do something just to kind of get into the skin a little bit, and you know getting people worried about winning and losing and all that, and overthinking their their starters and non-starters and stuff like that, um, you know I'm 
I'm one of those that lives and dies by the sword. I'm very loyal to my people. So as you saw, I don't really, I don't really add drop a lot. So if I draft guys and I, I'm to the T with this pretty much with everything, I, usually whoever I draft, I stick with them for the entire year. So I'm willing, I'm willing to go down with them in flames if I have to. Well, keep doing what you're doing. We'll get you on the podcast again. Events when hockey does come back. Um, I wish the best of luck to you in my mom's fantasy football week, league this week. We are in that together with Johnny and Kyle. Yep. Yeah. Got Kyle in there pretty, uh, pretty late, literally like five minutes before it started up. So that was pretty <laughs> yeah. fun. And, um, Football, I'm okay. And once again, that's the that's the one type of league where guy people just add drop every other day, and I am just a live by the sword, die by the sword type of person. I really, I don't trade. People people send me trade things, I don't even respond. So I'm just a uh, yeah. But of course, you know, for me, Christian McCaffrey went down immediately, so my league chances just went out the door. But you're you're a Ravens fan, and talk we trust. Yeah, it's big trust, big 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 trust right now. And and Tuck, he's he's doing it for us right now. And uh, you know, we did not come out and play well against Kansas City. And you can make the comment saying, "Oh, it's you know whatever week three doesn't really matter. Every game matters." So it's nice to be able to get some wins against some big teams and blow blow the doors off of the. Washington Football Club for your boy Paul, but uh, they they got a lot of trouble in their own things. So you kind of feel bad while they're kicking kicking while they're down, but in this in that type of league, they don't care. Hey, they so. were they were in first place in the NFC. Don't forget it. They're going into this week. Yeah, yeah, sure. You, you can you know say say what you want about that. Yeah. You know. <laughs> well, Justin, I appreciate you for coming on. Thanks for coming on, and have a good night. Yeah, you too, Nick. I'll see you soon, my man. Take it easy. It was good to talk to Justin, good to catch up with him. I haven't talked to him in a while. Uh, yeah, that's the state of fantasy hockey. Um, you know, whether it's entry fee, league expansion, scoring system, uh, how the rosters are shaped up, things are going to change here in fantasy hockey. I don't know if they're all going to change. We will, time will tell. But, uh, yeah, we're trying to make fantasy hockey not the bottom feeder league. I I think basketball will always be two. Baseball's making its way up. And then hockey. But, uh, you know, try and get fantasy hockey. Maybe we'll make it interesting. I think uh, um, if it is, like, you know, make fantasy hockey the categories league, like I said, uh, it would make it more unique. So we'll see what happens in fantasy hockey. Uh, big fan of it. It ain't going nowhere. Fantasy hockey fourth season will be coming. Might be a 2021 season instead of a 2020-2020. Instead of a 2020-2021 season. Man, that's that tongue twister. But, yeah, thank you, Justin, for coming on. Uh, everyone, week five of fantasy football is here. It's the only fantasy going on right now in the Jerry One world. And Andrew's running it. Flat's not that far from behind. So it's exciting. Maybe Matt and Jeremy, even Paul, might make a push. So we will see. Uh, so yeah, that is it. That has been recap week four fantasy football, preview week five fantasy football, and a state around fantasy hockey with Justin Kiefer. But uh, yeah, I want to thank Justin Kiefer for coming on. Um, I've been Nick Felice. Set your lineup, and we will see you on episode thirteen, spooky of the Jerry Warren podcast. We'll see ya.